listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply, from the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes, by way the curbs and streets we design. City Engineering touches your life in so many ways, explained right now in Everyday Engineering. The City of Madison has a new program to keep you safer. It's called Safe Streets Madison, and it digs into safety before the design even begins. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer. Today, I'm joined here by Traffic Engineering Engineer Allie Heinrichs and City of Madison Engineering Division City Engineer Jim Wolf. Thanks both for being here. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. Yeah, so before we get started, can you both kind of explain your experience as it relates to our conversation today? Yeah, so I'm Allie, um, and I'm an engineer with uh, the Traffic Engineering Division here at the City of Madison. Um, so I primarily um, work for work on signing, uh, pavement marking, traffic control for the um, reconstruction projects and whatnot. But I also am a co-lead on the new Vision Zero initiative. Um, and so Safe Streets Madison is a big part of Vision Zero. Jim? And prior to my recent promotion to city engineer, <laughs> uh, I was heavily involved in a lot of our street reconstruction projects, and I worked a lot with our colleagues in traffic engineering on our formal former traffic calming program. Uh, so looking at ways to kind of slow speeds down on streets, uh, improve pedestrian bike safety, a lot of that in my former design engineer life. Yes. So both very in it. You're in it with the street design process at the city. And for anybody listening, clarification again, before we continue, the city has two divisions that work closely on street design projects. Obviously it impacts a lot more than just these two, but um, the main two are traffic engineering and engineering. And the way I kind of explain the difference to non-engineers is engineering division designs the streets and traffic engineering kind of focuses on the flow, the safety and the use on the street, which includes design as well. So stoplights, crossings, traffic flow um, impact that way. So just wanted to lay some groundwork for anybody listening and may not know I get that question all the time. What's the difference between traffic engineering and engineering? So in a nutshell, without getting too much into the weeds, that's it. Um, Okay, so when we're doing these projects, how do we work together? Uh, So under our Safe Streets Madison program that we're kind of focusing on here today, uh, traffic engineering will kind of take the lead on prioritizing projects and looking at concepts to improve safety in different locations throughout the city. And then they'll work with us and uh, folks in engineering kind of take over in terms of implementation of that. Then we'll kind of work together in preparing construction documents and we'll get that out to bid uh, and then we'll kind of work together again through inspection and construction and hopefully opening things back up to a safer street. Yeah. Did, did he get it right, Allie? Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I mean, traffic engineering is almost like the, the surface stuff. Like, you know, when, we, when they have a re- reconstruction project, tr- us traffic engineers will kind of come in and, like, you know, improve the signing or improve the pavement markings or put in a bike lane or any of mm-hmm. the safety improvements, as well as, like, speed humps we look at for, like, traffic calming and... Um, uh, traffic circles and stuff like that so they kind of do the first initial part and then we kind of do the second part if that makes sense yeah working, <laughs> working together yeah. yes there's really a lot of back and forth yeah. so that we can kind of come up with a final product that works for all the street uses yes absolutely and today we're going to cover a number of traffic engineering specifically topics today but 
Let's start with Safe Streets Madison. We've said the word, we've said the program name. It's an approach to our design work between both traffic and engineering, traffic engineering and engineering, that puts safety at the center of project selection. So what is our current process and what will this program change? Because people who do not eat, sleep, and breathe design on the streets in the, Ma in the Madison area probably don't know what we're talking about yet. So let's break it down pretty easy. What is there and what is gonna change? Well, this is, I guess, it's kind of, Safe Streets kind of was a mixture of things. So like we had Vision Zero projects and then we had like the Traffic Calming Committee and whatnot. So it's almost like a combination of like many things that kind of one for prioritizing and selecting projects. Um, so it, it's equity focused and it's a way to select these safety projects as well as um, looking at the high injury network, which is a network of our city roadways that have the highest uh, fatalities and serious injuries on them. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so with the high injury network in mind, we kind of select these projects and prioritize, prioritize them accordingly, sure. if I can speak. Yes. <laughs> so like Ali had mentioned previously, we had several different buckets that all kind of created similar projects in a way. Mm -hmm. So they simplified things into, we've got now this one program. Uh, and previously, a lot of our project selection was mostly, or not necessarily mostly, a lot of it was complaint driven, mm -hmm. where we would hear complaints from residents, alders, and we kind of build that into a running list and then we'd see where it fit in those different buckets. Um, but now we have actual data that mm -hmm. we're using to help prioritize these projects. So we're not just um, responding, responding, we're being a little more proactive on the front end with the information that we have mm -hmm. so that we can make it better for our community. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there. Thank you, Hannah. Non-engineer. Yeah. Non-engineer to, <laughs> yeah. to sum it up well for us. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm listening to what you both are saying, and um, I think that that's, that's, that's the biggest difference, right? And I think that that's important to note. Let's look at even deeper. So, like, this program, so we're talking about prioritization, and we're talking about safety. It's making our streets safer. I, I thought this was interesting. Safety of the lighting, even lighting impacts. Talk me through that. Why should people care about what kind of lighting is on their street? Yeah, so I mean, lighting is a big part of uh, safety. Um, and through Vision Zero as well as Safe Streets Madison, we've made um, several lighting improvements um, around the city, like specifically East Washington. I know we um, improved a lot of the lighting, especially at the intersections where we have seen some of those uh, fatalities and serious injuries. Um, and also the city is rolling out soon the big LED conversion project. Mm -hmm. um, and so that'll really improve uh, the safety of lighting. So a big part of safety, is, along with like speed reduction and things, is visibility. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. enhanced lighting, improved lighting in known problematic areas is, is helpful. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a very simple, obvious, you know, softball question why would lighting improve the safety? It, I mean, it does, but there's a lot more deliberate decision-making that goes into the types of lighting and what, what goes into that, it sounds like, if I'm understanding that correctly. Yes, that is true. <laughs> okay. okay. And, and really trying to focus on areas where we know there are problems. And mm -hmm. sometimes just adding lighting is a lower cost improvement to improve safety rather than like ripping up the whole street and trying to rechange the whole configuration or something like that. Sure. Okay, let's talk about a few other things. Speed limit reductions. Where do you want to go on that? And how does that impact everybody? We know slower, less crashes. 
but what else goes into that thought process when adding those into our streets? Yeah, it's a controversial one, right? But um, yeah, people have a lot to say about the speed <laughs> reductions, especially yeah. when they're used to driving a certain speed sure. when it changes. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I guess what it comes down to is, you know, speed kills, right? Um, but I guess here, you know, at the city and through Vision Zero, are, it's a main priority. Um, and reducing those speed limits is definitely one of the number one things that we would like to do, as well as, of course, making those physical improvements as well. We have reduced um, a little over 20 miles of roadway already through Vision Zero. And um, we'll also be rolling out the 20th Plenty uh, initiative soon, with next year. Um, but I guess just put it into like, diff like a different um, retrospect is that just five miles per hour over the speed limit is just makes it that much more likely of a fatality or se serious injury. Just five. Mm -hmm. Just five. That's like if you forget for a moment you're kind of going and you speed a little faster because mm -hmm. you like a song on the radio. It's literally yeah, that. Right. It's yeah. that, that. It's that, crazy. Yes. It's, it's significant. I mean, just 30, 30 miles per hour over the speed limit, you're like, um, what is it? It's your five percent, or if you're, if you're going uh, 40 miles per hour, it's 29% um, more likely to um, lead to fatality or serious injury. So it's, it, it's, just that little bit, it's crazy. That little bit does make a lot yes. of difference. And it can be life or death in some cases when we're talking about um, incidents on the streets. RRFBs, what are those? And uh, how do they impact our community? <laughs> so RRFB is an acronym for Rectangular Rapid Flashing Beacon. Uh, <laughs> so if you've been kind of in some of the busier parts of the city, uh, those are usually with a push button by the crosswalk hmm. and it initiates an overhead flashing light uh, to alert drivers that you know there's somebody about to enter the crosswalk. Um, it's one of the best tools we have to improve safety, especially for pedestrian crossings, um, because we do get great driver obedience of those. Mm -hmm. A lot of times drivers are kind of cruising along the street. They're maybe not paying attention to the sides. Mm -hmm. They're kind of focused on the cars ahead of them. Mm -hmm. um, so they'll maybe miss a pedestrian that's entering the crosswalk. Uh, and this is especially important on multi-lane roads Mm. where you maybe have one car that yields to a pedestrian and then there's a car in the other lane that can't see that person and they just assume that person stopped because they're turning or who knows what else. Right. So maybe either merge and go around them or they'll just keep approaching the crosswalk and not actually see that pedestrian. But when you have that overhead light, all lanes of traffic can mm -hmm. see it and they know that something's happening there. Is that the same as when I push it and it says, wait? Oh, that's, is that the that's, same? So these are at... Uh, is that different? <laughs> that's a little different. It is, okay. it is different. All right. So these, these beacons are at... So that would be at like a, a big, it's uh, like a more traditional crossing. signal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. I'm so, glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Um, and they work really well. And so we've been making an effort to get these installed where we can. Okay. Traffic calming. What is this when it comes to everything that we're talking about here? Yeah, I mean, traffic calming are like those, you know, speed humps, um, calming circles. Um, they could even just be like bump outs in the roadway, narrowing the roadway, um, pavement markings. Um, it's kind of a multiple of things just to improve, you know, the safety of especially like neighborhood um, streets. Mm -hmm. It is the number one thing people ask for is traffic calming on their streets. Really? So that's, that's what is our next question. What are we hearing from our community? Mm -hmm. um, we hear 
a lot of voices in when it comes to, when when an incident happens in particularly we hear a lot more opinions on how our streets can be safer but what are we hearing from our community either now or recently especially when it comes to this new program yeah i mean even just through the you know public outreach um, that we've been doing the last couple of years i mean we've done kind of polls on what people really want to see um through vision zero through safe streets and traffic calming is by far the most important things and that's because i mean no one wants to see a car going 30 40 miles per hour down their residential street while their kids are playing in the yard mm -hmm. um so i i it's definitely on the top of our lists and our minds granted this is a data-driven approach uh but we also want to take care of you know the community streets as well and that's something where historically, you know, I'm coming up on 16 years with the engineering division. Mm -hmm. It was when we would do a street project in the past. Yeah. We had that old traffic calming program that we'd do a street project and then we'd say, all right, now if you would like traffic calming, you can go through the traffic calming program. But now we're trying to be more upfront and get those things included with projects when we can now too, uh, especially with the Safe Streets Madison program, maybe stepping away from more of that complaint-driven approach and more of that data-driven approach. There's still things that we can do, uh, especially with our other street projects, to, to kind of keep all of our local streets safe, too. Where did the program come from? Well, I guess we kind of, um, I guess I kind of mentioned that before. It was like a mixture of these different, you know, project selection programs, and we kind of molded it into like one kind of big project selection and priority list. Um, no. So there wasn't one moment where everyone's like, we need to have this on the on the front end. We need to make sure we get it, bef I mean, before and, and move away from the complaint-driven kind of changes. Because I think a lot of people will ask that. Where, mm -hmm. wh what made, made this become a program or a huge initiative for the city? I think a lot of it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Allie, kind of came out of our, um, uh, our traffic committee. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, they kind of saw some of the issues when we were taking projects to them with, we've got these different buckets that are supposed to be for a specific use, but there was really a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of became challenging for them for both approving projects um, and also for staff, it was always kind of a problem just kind of keeping track of all that too. Mm -hmm. That got to be pretty confusing. Um, so a lot of this was organized through a subcommittee of our transportation commission. So it sounds like it's something that will help city staff design and will make the process hopefully easier and life easier. And it also make life better and safer for our community. What about upcoming bigger changes when it comes to building streets that reinforce the new speed limits like Wilson, Atwood, Hammersley? So there's going to be a number of factors. Um, we're going to be looking at probably narrower streets to a certain extent, um, that having a narrow street kind of constricts the feel of it a little bit, that just reinforces slower speeds. Um, we, like when the speed limits were reduced on East Washington Avenue, mm -hmm. we took a look at the signal timing too, mm -hmm. so that those signals were a little bit more coordinated, so that if you were speeding down East Wash, you weren't gonna get any further because you just get stopped at a red light. 
Hmm. Um, so trying to be proactive in some of those measures along the street to, to enforce those speed limits is helpful. It is the worst, being stopped, <laughs> especially when you got somewhere to go. It's if if for, you're driving the speed limit, yeah. you'll hit the green light. You'll just kind of really? keep cruising yeah. around. <laughs> That's the secret. Look, and you, same with university. If you're driving exactly 25 miles an hour, you're going to hit every green, and that's people don't understand oh my gosh this is this is groundbreaking right now if only we just would follow the speed limit we would hit greens every way every time i, I think you've just programmed told us a lot. <laughs> which they are on right, east right. university i think you've just told us a lot about your driving behaviors too yeah. Anna. Oh, is, this, <laughs> is this an intervention right now i feel like maybe we're talking about my driving no um this is important though and i think that is a good a good thing there is a reason right there's there's the why people are going to ask why are we going narrower why are we reducing the speed it might feel annoying at the time if our habits are are faster or used to something else but in the long run it will make hopefully just a better experience on the streets and better means safer um yeah i mean i guess why does speed matter in the grand picture other than the obvious i mean i think we talked about it a little bit it saves lives when we go slower anything else you want to um, hit on on that part and a slower street is more comfortable for everyone to use not just if you're in a car but if you're walking along the street biking along the street mm -hmm. um it, it's not it is safer um but it's also more comfortable mm -hmm. Recently, and this is one of my last questions for us today, we did hold a World Day of Remembrance. Um, can you explain a little bit of that, maybe, Allie, and um, what was that, and why did we decide to hold that for our community? Yeah, so this year um, it was held on November 20th. I think it was a Sunday. And um, it's a day to remember all of the lives lost um, due to traffic crashes and also the families who have suffered um, from lost lives or lost loved ones due to um, traffic crashes. Uh, and so this year, um, through Vision Zero, um, the city, we did um, a nice uh, display of um, cardboard people on, in, on the front lawn of the um, MMB building. Um, and each cutout had um, a, the date of um, the person who lost their life um, in the last five years. Um, and um, also, we also had the tea light candles in front of each cutout. It was just, it was just a spectacular, just very um, beautiful remembrance of those who lost their lives. And we also had that press conference with the mayor uh, the Tuesday before. And mm -hmm. um, really, it's just a day to remember those people. It definitely puts um, humanness into your designs. It makes you realize, okay, this is why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I think it's good to end on that note and leave people with, you know, one last thing is take it slow. Um, you'll hear more about 2020 is plenty. Yes. Uh, when is that kick or did that kick off or where, what so, are we doing? Yeah, we had, a, we had a pilot program um, last year for um, a forward and we had um, a couple um, uh, residential areas that were reduced to 20 miles an hour just to like pilot it off and sure. then we're going to be rolling it out next spring summer for the entire city okay um, but it is you know we're not there to you know cite say you know give citations or anything it's more of just a movement to just really tell people to slow down you know there's kids there's people biking walking and whatnot and um, it's just a movement to really slow down and watch out for people wow a lot of impact and it really does put it into perspective and and we hope that you know people don't have to be impacted by a certain incident or a death because of a traffic incident or crash um 
again, any last things you want to put out there for anyone listening, any resources, anything else that you want to mention that I didn't ask you? I mean, if you want more information on like Vision Zero Safe Streets Madison, um, please um, check out our website, uh, City of Madison slash Vision Zero. Um, you also subscribe to our newsletter that comes out quarterly, um, with, and that usually features different things we've been doing um, around Vision Zero and whatnot. Um, so it's some good information out there. Awesome. Thanks, Allie. Jim, any last words? You want the last Allie word? Covered it. No, <laughs> I don't have anything else to add. All right. Allie gets the last word. Thank you so much both for joining us today. Thank you for listening. If you have a question or comment about this podcast episode, please feel free to write in to us at engineering at cityofmadison.com. Uh, also, please check out our engineering division website and the traffic engineering website that Allie mentioned. All of those resources about this topic and any other topics you want to learn more about because as always, we are here for you every day in engineering.